Hello and welcome to the Betcha Sup Podcast. I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And the Betcha Sup Podcast is your bi-weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happening in the news, explained by your two funniest friends. Which is us. Today we're talking about... Chrissy Teigen's Twitter war with Donald Trump. Trump and the Taliban. And what the fuck is Forbes thinking? Let's do it. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bet crazy. Ah! You're the pop- Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! I do remember it. Brian, you killed the intro. Look at that. Oh my God. It's like a promotion over here. If I'm I'm with you and, or Elise, you guys usually do it. I I only do it when Amanda's there, but you think I would know it. I'm always surprised that I know it when I do it, but like I've heard it hundreds of times at this point. So I always let Elise do it because like I hear it in her voice Mm -hmm. when I hear it in my head. Yeah. But anyway, guys, this is another week. It is another week. And it just keeps getting crazier. Yeah, welcome back. Yeah, before we start, um, we just wanted to let you know that this week, Thursday's episode is going to come out on Friday because of the debates being Thursday Mm -hmm. night. We obviously want to talk about them, so we're going to delay it by like 12 hours. Yeah. And you guys are going to hear the episode in your feeds on Friday. Yeah, we're going to try and get out as quick as possible. Yes. By the way, speaking of feeds, we are on Spotify, Mm -hmm. and it is a great listening experience over there. You can do everything you can do on iTunes. The only thing you can't do is rate review and subscribe which we would love for you to do please Uh, please 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 (laughs) another thing you can do is we wanted to bring up our referral program where you can win prizes for referring your friends to the betcha sup email basically all you have to do is go to referral i'm gonna say you can really honestly the pro The prizes we have available are so awesome. You can win stickers that say shit like fuck the NRA, uh, buns, not guns. What else they say? Don't call your ex, call your senator. Just really amazing stickers. You can win a Michelle Obama pop socket, a notebook, a plastic reusable cup for wine or Mm -hmm. not wine, whatever you want, and a makeup pouch. Mm -hmm. And they're just really, really amazing prizes. They are posting them on. We're going to have a story basically posting, explaining how to do this, but for those of you who are listening, um, you basically just go to referral.betches.com. You sign up. You get a unique link. You send it to your friends. They sign up for the email, and you automatically get prizes That's sent great. to you. I love free shit. So it's really awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, we're still thriving on the other day when Demi Lovato oh. said that she loved the SUP. She said, she said, I love this account. I love you guys. Oh my God. Brian's I, been reciting it all weekend. I know. I have to myself. I bugged out. So what happened was is, you know, Demi had that amazing um, picture she posted of herself, unedited photo she posted of herself. And so I guess we covered it on the SUP and we tagged her and she follows the SUP. So we, um, she reposted it and wrote, she loves this account. I freaked out. It was so awesome. I think I ha- I was like really depressed on Friday because of all the dopamine that was released by the Demi Lovato <laughs> repost on Friday. And on top of that, I just interviewed Willem on Everyone's Gay, which was awesome. He's like from A Star Is Born and RuPaul's Drag Race. Go check that out. But um, but the combination of those two things, like Saturday, was so depressing. But our, our group chat was just like me, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, guys. And if Demi loves the sup, I think your friends will too. Yeah. Which is why you should sign. Which is why you should sign up for the referral program and then send it to them. And then just be like, "Listen, Demi Lovato loves mm-hmm. this, so like, exactly. I mean, obviously, I, I think I don't know if this is the highlight, but it's one of the highlights, if not the highlight of my time at Betches. 
Wow. Oh my gosh. It's Demi Lovato. I hope we can reposting this up. You know, maybe Ariana Grande will be next. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Or Lady Gaga. I mean, I don't see why Lady Gaga wouldn't love this up. I feel like she would. She's just not very social media present. You're right. So I don't think that she would express it in that way. But you never know. Right. But maybe, you, know. you know, other other candidates for loving this up. Chrissy Teigen. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to the thing that's getting me through this week's in Trump's oh, yes. America. Yes. Which is Trump's Twitter war with Tr- Chrissy Teigen. Trissy Tregan. Trissy Tregan. Yeah. So basically, it's Monday morning and we're recording. But last night... MSNBC aired a special about he basically they aired a town hall about criminal justice reform on MSNBC and John Legend was in the special. Um, He appeared. Chrissy Teigen was not in the special, but John Legend was. And basically Trump, who was clearly watching it. Yeah, that's so weird. Can you believe who's Kate watching MSNBC on Sunday night? That is so weird. Like. The Kardashian season premiere was on last night. Right. Watch that. Right. That and your Taliban negotiations were just falling through. So like maybe you should have been <laughs> yeah. thinking about that. We'll get to that next. Um, but basically Trump tweeted that he and other Republicans should be getting more credit for signing the First Step Act, which was signed back in December and basically was an improvement on the criminal justice reform policy. But he didn't like the way that he was being spoken about. So he tweeted the following. When all the people pushing so hard for criminal justice reform were unable to come even close to getting it done, they came to me as a group and asked for my help. I got it done with a group of senators and others who would never have gone for it. Obama couldn't come close. A man named Van Jones at Van Jones 86 and many others were profusely grateful at that time. I signed it into law and no one else did. And Republicans deserve much credit. But now that it is passed, people that had virtually nothing to do with it are taking the praise. Guys like boring musician at John Legend and his filthy mouthed wife are talking about how great it is. But I didn't see them around when we needed help getting it passed. OK, we're good. I think Ugh. I'm done with that. I like so he attacked four people. Van Jones, John Legend, Chrissy Teigen and Lester Holt. All people of color. So but he, he Voldemorted he Chrissy consistent. Teigen. I know. He wouldn't even say her name. He was he's too afraid. Yeah. Foul. Filthy mouthed wife. Yeah. What fucking asshole. I'm, I'm seeing Melania is doing a great job at her anti-bullying campaign. <laughs> be best. Yeah. Hashtag be best. So John Lennon tweeted back. Imagine being president of a whole country and spending your Sunday night. Hey, watching MSNBC, hoping somebody, anybody will praise you. Melania, please praise this man. He needs you. <laughs> Chrissy Teigen weighed in. Yeah. Chrissy Teigen, who is making like Luna, one of those first day of school signs, uh-huh. tweets, Luna, remember the night before your first day of school when mommy was making your sign and the pussy ass bitch president had his ninth meltdown <laughs> of the day? <laughs> then she replied, LOL, what a pussy ass bitch. Tag every tagged everyone but me in honor, Mr. President. And then she said, the absolute best part of his tweet is I literally didn't speak in the special, nor was I mentioned. I'm cackling at the pointless addition of me because he cannot not be a bitch. That is so ridiculous. Like, I see... I didn't know that. I didn't know that she wasn't a part of the special nor like even mentioned. I know. And then he decided to say like insult her. He's just mad that she would never fuck him. Yeah, pretty much. Basically. And then they were trying to get um, pussy ass bitch president trending. But I think that it may violate Twitter's terms of service, which now they suddenly give a shit about the terms of service. I did read that if it wasn't in violation, it would have trended as the highest trending thing. Like it's a lot of people saw it. 
if that makes sense. Oh, really? Yeah, like the impressions were really high, but they weren't allowed to say it was trending. Well, her tweet was so funny. It was <laughs> like, please, no, please do not get pussy at my fight with the pussy ass bitch president <laughs> trending. This is my fight, not yours. <laughs> I was crying. Oh, um, man. Yeah. Oh, that's depressing. I mean, it's... We now... Okay, we actually are selling... Um, Mugs that say filthy mouth wife on oh. shopbetches.com. We just put them on sale as a result of this wow. feud. So pl- they're on our Instagram account. So look at look at our feed. They say put they say filthy mouth wife uh-huh. and uh, check them out. Shop Betches at www.shopbetches.com. Reclaim that term. Yes. Okay, Brian, mm-hmm. what is getting you through this week in Trump's America? So um, there is a special election happening tomorrow um it's happening in north carolina in their ninth district um so the reason that this is happening is because remember back in 2018 during the blue wave uh there was i'll a, never forget yeah the blue wave. it was amazing i remember we were so like worried um, that there wouldn't be one i know and we were so traumatized by 2016 that like we were watching it happen and we we're like oh my god this is awful this is terrible and it turned out like it wasn't awful or terrible but anyways um like i mean like in the moment do you remember sitting in the conference room uh-huh <laughs> Yeah. And just like every time the, the like the eating wings, wong, the, the like whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. The wings like yeah. the the noise effect for when they were going to call it a race came up. It was like PTSD to like every time they called a state for Trump. Literally. Anyways. So there was a there was an election there and this election was actually thrown out because it was discovered that the winner, the winner's campaign, the Republicans had p- participated in illegal ballot tampering and harvesting. Basically, they were filling out absentee ballots. They were checking off things that weren't checked in. They were like going to like, they were specifically targeting the elderly and people of color. So voter fraud. Uh, That would be the correct term for it. Yes. (laughs) It's funny. They say that voter fraud is rampant, but the only instance I can remember is this. Me too. So there is that. Um, So the reason that this is such an, uh, such a big thing, it's exciting. is because, this has turned into a toss-up race. And the reason that's exciting is because in 2016, President Trump won this district by 12 points. So people are kind of looking at it to see if it's a continuation of the blue wave, but also an indicator of how, you know, the 2020 election will go because there's a lot of other districts and a lot of like places where, you know, Trump did win, but not by the margin of 12 points that were usually Republican safe holds. And now it's even crazier, especially with all these, you know, Republican retirements happening and, and a lot of them happening in Texas. I think like 15 of them are in Texas. They're calling it the Texas. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, that's a fun name. Um, she got shirts. And even if the Republicans do end up winning by a small margin, it's still a big cause for concern. Um, I mean, North them. North Carolina is not is not a lost cause. North Carolina went for Obama in 2008. Mm-hmm. They have a Democratic governor. They've they, the Republicans have always maintained a stronghold on the state legislature in in North Carolina. But it's definitely not for it's not a foregone conclusion that the Republican will win. Yeah. So, so Trump is holding a rally for the Republican tonight to try and like, get out the vote. Um, they're both named Dan. Dan Bishop is the Republican and Dan um, McCready McCready is the Democrat. So we'll know by so we'll know by our next podcast episode the results of that election. So be sure to vote for the correct Dan. And if you'd like to donate to Dan McCready, I believe his website is danmccready.com. I'm checking that on the fly. Mm-hmm. Hold on. And a good thing that another thing that you could do right now, if you don't want to if you can't donate, 
is, you know, you could phone bank. You could just call. Like, I, I know that they probably have something set up from his website to, like, call his constituents to remind or his potential constituents to remind them that they're supposed to be voting tomorrow in a special election because I think just turning out the vote in September must not be as easy as you think. I'm sure because people are not, especially in a very off year. So, I mean, he's a Marine Corps veteran. He seems like a great candidate. Um, If you want to go to his website, it's dancready.com. That's how you spell his his name. Um, So check that out and be sure to follow this election. We will give you the results. Today's episode of Betches Up Podcast is brought to you by FabFitFun. The 2019 FabFitFun Fall Box is on sale now. I got my box and it is full of cheese boards and skin products. I love it. And a beautiful double Himalayan salt and pepper shaker Mm -hmm. that I've been using. I used it last night to meal prep. Those eye masks are my favorite things. Those gold eye masks. Same. Um, I use them all the time and they really work. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing really like eye patches that mm-hmm. just really is just so good. I think you guys all know what FabFitFun is yeah. by now. You've seen it. You've seen it on your Instagram feed. Yeah, it's You've full s- of premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home and wellness products sent straight to your doorstep each season. My favorite thing about it is that I would never, sometimes I would, I don't think I would buy most of the products in mm-hmm. it for myself, but when I get them as like a gift, mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it's even better. Yeah. There's nothing like getting as a gift the thing that you wouldn't buy for yourself because you're like, oh, I'm trying to save money. I don't I don't know if I need to like get this indulgence. But the best thing about this is when you subscribe, you basically get an amazing box of shit. It's mm-hmm. like Christmas once a season. Oh, my God. I love Christmas. It and is basically Christmas, right? Any way I can re- recycle that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so these boxes sell out fast. So make sure you sign up for yours today. Um, it feels like you're getting a gift. And some items are customizable and you can get what you kind of like, you can like kind of guide your presents to yourself. Yeah. Without guiding them too specifically so that you still get the surprise Christmas element factor. Mm -hmm. I also love that they're full size products. So I don't feel like, oh, I need to conserve this for 40 days and 40 nights. I just need to, I can use it at whatever pace I want. It's a seasonal subscription box with full size lifestyle, fashion, fitness products, and it retails for just $49.99, $49.99, but it has a value of over 200 And you can also use our coupon code BetchesSup for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. That's the coupon code BetchesSup, B-E-T-C-H-E-S-S-U-P, for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. Main news? Yeah. Yeah, we have a crazy one today. There was a lot to talk about, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think the most important thing that's going on is the secret meeting that was supposed to occur between the president and the Taliban Mm -hmm. at Camp David on 9-11 on American soil. Mm -hmm. Or like just before it, maybe it still would have been going on 9-11. It's a bit of a complicated story. But basically, behind the scenes... The, the Trump administration has been negotiating with the Taliban for about a year, um, which is ironic given President Trump's tweet in, I think it was 2012, about how we sh- Obama should never negotiate with the Taliban. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet they've been doing it, no surprise. Um, so basically what is happening is that there's, okay, so there's a bit of a rift even within the Trump administration about whether or not this negotiation should be happening at all and if they should be trying to de-escalate and even Afghanistan. Like, even if they should be, and also there's there, there's infighting about how many troops to pull out 
And they should be pulling out all their troops either. Yes. So basically the rifts would be between John Bolton, who is the national security advisor. He is anti this negotiation. Mm -hmm. He wants to keep the troops there. He loves war. Loves a war. Mm -hmm. Gets him off. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have Mike Pompeo, who wants to negotiate with the Taliban and wants to deescalate the war. He probably likes war, too. But yes, but this war, yeah, he's this like... This is our we, longest war ever at this point. It's 18 years long. I think everyone's like, all right, let's let's end it. <laughs> yeah, you'd think. Yeah. Um. So basically, Trump wants to end it, not because he cares about human life or anything, mm-hmm. but because he want, he thinks that this will win him a Nobel Priest, Priest Prize. Priest Prize. And um, basically, he also made a campaign promise that mm-hmm. he would end it. So he thinks that this would help, you know, from the Im- from an image standpoint... Um, but yeah, it's, it seems like they were, they had ironed out a bunch of issues. Yeah. However, the, the, the real, I guess, thing that's kind of stopping this is that the Taliban is not the government of Afghanistan. No. The government of, of Afghanistan is a separate entity that mm-hmm. the Taliban refuses to recognize. Yes. And even though the Taliban and the Trump administration had sort of almost reached an agreement to, that would allow the United States to pull out. A some number of troops mm-hmm. the Afghanistan the Afghan government was not willing to recognize this mm-hmm. and Trump tried to involve them in the talks which is what basically caused the Taliban to say fuck this yes so yeah like you were saying it seemed like negotiations were um, had been kind of ironed out and most of the issues between them had been resolved there had been uh, nine rounds of and nine rounds of uh, negotiations last week they reached a deal that would allow the U.S. to remove all 14,000 troops from the country um, over about 16 months, removing 5,000 of them in just the next few months. And the Taliban had promised not to allow terror groups to use Afghanistan as a base to launch attacks abroad. And they would provide counterterrorism assurances to ease American fears of a repeat September 11th from Afghan soil. This whole thing is ironic because the amount of troops, 5,000, that they want, that Trump is trying to get taken out is actually the amount that he increased the true presence by when he was elected. Mm. So bringing it down by 5,000 would basically just bring it down to Obama levels. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, And basically, even though the deal was done, Trump wanted to have this big Camp David moment where he would seem like I'm the deal maker, the peacemaker. I'm the hero. Yeah. And that's what made it fall apart that he just couldn't like yeah. let it be a secret. Yeah. So it was going to go through and it was going to be fine. And they were like, he brought up the idea of bringing them to Washington. And then he was like, what if they come to Camp David? And then they were like, okay. And they were talking about, you know, maybe it'll be a celebration of this deal coming together and being formed. And Trump was like, no, I don't want the deal to be signed, sealed, delivered until I, I can, do it. <laughs> I, until I can be like, get the fine. It's like basically when you do a group project. And some asshole comes in at the last, like, two seconds and puts their name on it. And then they get the same credit. That's what he was trying to do. Basically. Yeah. He wanted to throw Camp Taliban mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, make himself seem like the hero. It's just like he takes everything he takes that should just be like a slam dunk. That is such like a weird analogy coming out of my <laughs> mouth. Like it all it doesn't fit um, a slam dunk. Let's say it should be like this easy thing. Maybe you don't get as much credit as mm-hmm. you deserve. But like it's the same thing with the casinos. Yeah. Like a casino exists to basically earn, make you money. People are giving you money for free. The odds are with you. And yet yeah. he somehow fucked that up too. Yeah. It's like he takes these things that are given and he fucks them up. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's also even not even clear if the Taliban had ever accepted the invitation in the first place. We know that the Afghan president and his advisors were planning on attending the Camp David meeting. But, you know, like you said, the Taliban didn't like that because they don't recognize Afghan government's authority. Um, and they said it was they basically said it'd be political suicide for the Taliban to engage with the Afghan government. Yeah, so the way that it like technically fell apart is that the Taliban then they had a suicide bombing that 11 people were killed and one was an American soldier, so, American soldier. So that basically from Puerto Rico. Yeah. So Trump basically tweeted something like, first of all, he revealed that he had been secretly negotiate negotiating with the Taliban on Twitter. And then he said, we were going to have this meeting at Camp David, but we're not because the Taliban then had an attack. Yeah. But it's like, what do you think they were doing always? They've like, been, is this news? No, that they attack people. Exactly, it's always been happening. They've even during these negotiations, you know, and so that's what doesn't really make sense. It's like now it's a justification to not meet with them, despite them not really changing what they've been doing. But it's also it's like now you want to acknowledge that you know Puerto Ricans are American citizens when one of the one of the soldiers dies. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, and that's the other thing. It's no one knew this was happening until he said something. He could have just not tweeted about it. But he can't not tweet about it. And then no one would be having conversation. No one, none of the people on TV would be talking about like the optics of having a meeting with the Taliban days before 9-11. Like no one would have been talking about that. And now everyone's talking about that. And everyone's like, oh, imagine if Obama did it. It's like, okay, yes, that'd be terrible. It's like, I really don't give a shit about the optics. It's like, but like, yeah, it's like, it's just stupid, I guess. I don't know. I'm just like everyone being like saying the things about if imagine if Obama did this, imagine if Clinton did this. You could say that about literally every single thing Trump does. And it's like nothing. None of this applies to Trump. I can barely remember the scandals a week ago. It was the. Yeah, I know. Well, I don't. What well, uh, I don't even remember. Alabama. Um, OK. Uh, he there's a lot i keep thinking back to when he told them to go back to where they where they belong. oh yeah and then they started chanting send her back then yeah he laughed at someone saying shoot them at one of his about immigrants yeah i feel migrants. like should have kept a running list um i'm it, someone has it all right <laughs> um let's give an update about the bahamas because i feel like this is this was really devastating and did not get enough attention mm-hmm. yeah so as of today, 45 people have been confirmed dead. Um, the death toll is expected to climb because they have, you know, cadaver dogs out in Bahamas just like searching through the wreckage. And um, thousands of people are reported missing. So, yeah. And 70 over 70,000 people have lost their homes and are now homeless. Uh, so that is really sad and scary. Um, over the weekend, um, Last like late last night, Sunday, a reporter posted a video from a ferry boat in which someone announced over a loudspeaker that anyone traveling to the U.S. from the Bahamas without a visa must leave. The ferry was set um, to leave from Freeport to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. When the announcement was made, people had already boarded the boat. And the reason that this is such a big deal is because we've had sort of an agreement. We've had an agreement with the Bahamas prior to this that as long as you have a passport, you don't need a visa. Um, the ferry boat operator had ordered some hurricane evacuees off the boat because of this. Um, and it did not properly coordinate the evacuation ahead of time. That's what, according to the U S customs and how would they get a visa at this moment? Like you didn't know the storm was coming Mm -hmm. with enough time to get a visa. And like, how would you do that? Well, you don't probably don't have any cell phone service. If you had never needed it before, why would you think you need it now? You know? 
Yeah. So like there's no reason that they wouldn't want it. And you know, there's families and babies and little children who are already on the boat. And there's, it's not a matter of money right now in this place because it's like you can have all the money in the world and be in the Bahamas right now, but there's nothing to buy. You yeah. can't, there's nothing you can do. Like you need to get off that fucking island. And it just really like raised the concern to me about, you know, climate change and the mass migration that we're going to be facing in the years and decades to come. It's going to be really crippling. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like you can, they, you can give money to rebuild, but like, how is that going? It's really more about helping the people. Um, so we have a few organizations to donate to my, Interest, my wedding planner is actually like super involved with the recovery efforts. She oh, wow. lives in Florida and she in like South Florida and then she does a ton of weddings in the Bahamas. So it's, she knows a bunch of vendors and people who are like really island natives. So she gave me a bunch of things to shout out to. She says the global empowerment mission is the biggest one. They're the force on the ground and they're working in conjunction with Be Strong, which is Bethany Frankel's organization. And they're also, in addition to that, Global Empowerment Mission is in partnership with Fly Tropic and Blue Tide Marine so that they can get there by air and sea. So go to globalempowermentmission.org. Um, if you want to work on the animal rescue efforts, you can go to brylandanimalrescue.org. That's B-R-I-L-A-N-D, animalrescue.org. Um, honestly, like she basically said, she was like, a lot of the donations aren't able to be used now because they still need to basically clear the ground and do search and rescue efforts and they need equipment to help with that. So that's where I would donate. Um, the other thing she said is that everyone is stressing to keep their plans or to go visit and vacation there to Nassau and places like that, that are still able to have tourism. That's what they basically need to be able to Mm -hmm. support the people who are still there. Um, and they need money coming into the island. So if you guys go to globalempowermentmission.org, brylandanimalrescue.org, or Bethany Frankel's um, organization, Be Strong, mm-hmm. that those are some good places to send your money. And if you're looking for a vacation, you can go to Nassau. Go to Nassau. It's probably prices are probably better now, and mm-hmm. it's just as beautiful mm-hmm. as it was before. So I stayed at Atlantis in Nassau at the same time as Britney Spears. Oh my God! Did you see her? I saw like the group around her walking through the resort, but I didn't physically see her because she had so much security at the time. It was when she, I think she was there with Justin Timberlake. Wow. It was wild. She is I was having, like, I was like 11 and I was freaking out. Well, she is having a moment right now. I feel so badly for her. I know. This episode is brought to you by Modern Fertility. You've probably thought about the next step in your career and in your relationship, but what about planning for a baby? Or a dog. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Women are having children later in life, but biology hasn't changed, and we need tools to understand the future of our fertility. So a lot of us want more information about our ability to get pregnant, Mm -hmm. even if we're not there yet. And to do that, you need modern fertility. Modern Fertility is a quick and easy hormone test that you can take at home, whether you're thinking of trying for a baby now or you just want to know your options for the future. Your results are delivered within 10 days and your personalized dashboard will give you insight into how many eggs you have, hormone levels, and any reproductive flags, Mm -hmm. red flags. So my dad has this saying, remember your six Ps, prior preparation prevents piss poor performance. Oh. So this is applies to that. If you're just like a planner and you need to know things ahead of a time, this is for you. I mean, I would love to know how many eggs I have. And um, mm-hmm. that's why I'm going to use modern fertility to find out that information. 
At the same time, Modern Fertility also enables you to talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse or to use the timeline tool so you can plan ahead for when you'll be ready for a baby. And honestly, proactive testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but with Modern Fertility, you can get the same exact information for just $159. And right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash sup. That's $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash sup. So guys, I'm trying it out and you guys should too. That's modernfertility.com slash sup for $20 off your first fertility test. Should we do a quickie impeachment update before one more thing? Yeah. So, okay. It seems like we're getting closer to impeachment investigations of Donald Trump. Like there's, they're basically already having one, but they're voting on a resolution. So here is the quick update. So the House Judiciary Committee laid out specific committee procedures governing hearings moving forward as a part of what it's calling its ongoing impeachment investigation of Donald Trump, setting the stage for a vote to define that probe, which would come this week. Everyone's saying it's going to be this Thursday. Um, Big day on Thursday. Yeah, this is everyone's just coming back from recess, a six week recess. So these procedures are expected to follow those the Judiciary Committee used in 74 against during the Nixon impeachment proceedings. So the Judiciary Committee chairman, Jerry Nadler, said President Trump went to great lengths to obstruct special counsel Mueller investigation including the president's attempts to remove the special counsel and encourage witnesses to lie and to destroy or conceal evidence. Anyone else who did this would face federal criminal prosecution and basically saying that they are going to determine whether to recommend articles of impeachment or other article one remedies. They've also expanded their probe to include potential violation of the constitution's emoluments clause and hush payments made to presidential campaign um for stormy daniels and karen mcdougall who said they had fares with president trump right so i know that we we didn't get a chance to i guess talk about the fact that trump is using his trips mm-hmm. and those of his administration mm-hmm. to essentially keep his ho- shitty hotels afloat yeah um he's so you know he, he, President, I mean, Vice President Mike Pence was in Ireland and basically they had him stay at President Trump's resort or golf place, whatever the fuck it is. Um, Dune in Dunebeg. Yeah, which was across the country, across the country. Not very, you know, good for tax dollars, meaning like we had to pay for Mike Pence to to commute three hours via plane to have these meetings as opposed to just staying nearby. Also bad for the environment. Yeah, because he could have just not. And they even admitted that Trump had, you know, suggested that they stay at my at that Mike Pence and his team stay at their place. But this also comes at the same time as, you know, foreign diplomats staying at Trump's hotels. But on top of that, it seems like that he's even having, you know, the, the U.S. military use his places, which they can't afford. Like they so there's this new story happening about the Air Force staying in his place in Scotland, despite it not being on their usual route, using refueling their um, airplanes at an airport that the Trump organization had made a deal with in 2014. And it's like, and it costs more money to fuel at this kind of airport versus like a typical U.S. military base or military base. Like it just costs more money and it's out of the way. And one of the Air Force people 
texted someone being like, this is kind of weird because they're used to more like just standard hotels. And also he added that they get a certain amount of per diem per day for meals and what they were allocated to while they were staying at Trump's place in Scotland was not enough to cover the meals that they were having. So it's like something is off like, and it's, this has actually been going on for years, but it only really just came about recently. It, I mean, he's been doing this the whole time he's been president. Here's the thing. I can see, I mean, this is oddly optimistic of me. I know I can more see the Republicans and the conservative constituency and, you know, his voters even getting on board with an impeachment inquiry or an investigation of some sort into him spending taxpayer dollars to make himself richer. That is something that I think that they could probably get behind. I think so too. It's really a question of who's going to deliver that message. Yes. Elizabeth Warren. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Guys, have you been tweeting Elizabeth Warren to come on this podcast? I know, I know at least one person told me Uh they DM'd her and sent me the DM. Oh, nice. Um, I didn't really look much at Twitter though. So guys, you might've been, please tell Elizabeth Warren tweeted her to come on the Betcha Sup podcast. It's urgent. So I've donated to Elizabeth Warren. And now every time I get like a random phone call, I pick it up and I've answered so many more telemarketer calls and robocalls than I have in like this past month than I have in like the past few years. You know, maybe it'll work. I'm going to do that too. I want to get a call. Yeah. I have a, I have a monthly, uh, monthly thing set up. So, so you would call me Liz. Liz, call Brian and then come here. If you get her on the phone, though. I'll just record it and then we play it on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or she could come. He, you could ask her to come here and yes. be like, by the way, I have this podcast. Yeah. It gets a lot of listens. Mm-hmm. It's on Spotify. <laughs> you guys can read for me and subscribe to it. Yeah. Mama loves bumbles. Mama loves bumbles. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bombas. Did you know that socks are the number one most requested clothing item in homeless shelters? Well, Bombas is on a mission to change that. They created the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. And that's a long history. And for every, it's like, I, you know, ever since Amoebas transitioned to, you know, walking humans, Bombas donates a quick transition. (laughs) Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Designated with special comfort innovations, colors, patterns, lengths, and styles, Bombas are perfect for the whole family. Get your hands on a pair of Bombas socks. And your feet will thank you. Mama loves Bombas. Mama loves Bombas. Do you know that Bombas has donated over 20 million pairs and counting? And I will say, I went to a different podcast, a live show, and mm-hmm. they gave away Bombas socks. Mm-hmm. They're so comfortable. They're like cozy and they have like a nice grip on the bottom. They really are a great product and they're socially conscious. So I feel like listeners of this podcast would enjoy them. I love socks with grips because I slip and fall a lot. Well, you won't in your Bombas. Good. Yeah, my new favorites are their new merino wool socks designed to be breathable, dry, never itchy with just the right amount of thickness. They have tons of different colors, patterns, lengths, styles, and they're also like a great gift if, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking for someone who has holes in their socks typically. I, people always make jokes about giving socks as gifts. I genuinely love getting socks because it's like, who wants to buy yourself socks? Like, I'm always looking for new socks. I love new I love getting socks. And I secretly, I do love getting underwear. But Me too. It's a... Look, these are the essentials in life. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you know, get in touch with the essentials that you mm-hmm. need. So save 20% on your first purchase when you shop at bombas.com slash sup. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash sup to save 20%. Again, bombas.com slash sup. And for every pair that you buy, they donate a pair. Yeah. So you're doing something good. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, let's move on to one more okay. thing. Um, so Forbes is under fire for only including one woman on its list of the 100 most innovative leaders. Um, basically, they they ranked the most creative and successful business minds of today, and they only included one woman. Her name is Barbara Rentler. She's the CEO of Ross Stores. She's placed at number 75, and they didn't even include her picture. All they included was a blank placeholder with a male silhouette. <sighs> Oh Jeff God. Bezos and Elon Musk, the biggest idiot in the world, Elon Musk is <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I don't know if I want to say that about him, but like he has had an interesting year for sure. Yeah. That, Tied for first place. Yeah. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Salesforce CEO, Mark Benioff and Netflix CEO Reed Hastings are also in the top five. Um, and then when they, everyone was like, where are all the people? Where are all the women? There was also, I think, um, three just three Latino men and no black people at all okay. on the whole list. And Forbes editor Randall Lean offered a non-apology saying it wasn't their fault. And this was just, you know, their methodology and women didn't come up in it. So you think maybe they need to change their methodology. Here's what's fucked up. It's like I can off the top of my head think of so many fe- successful female leaders. What about like Whitney Wolf? Emily Weiss founded Glossier, Sophia Amoroso, Girlboss, Kara Swisher, Alex Von Tobel, like Kylie Jenner. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but yes. Chris Jenner, Oprah, Oprah, yeah. What the hell, Beyonce? Yeah, Beyonce like, Parkwood Entertainment. Yeah, so I just don't understand how this is possible well, when, so, like, yeah. I can name so like Glossier is known to be one of like the craziest co- like companies they are i think they're valued over a billion dollars mm-hmm. and like it's substantive like it's not like this bullshit valuation i don't think like they make a product yeah so um yeah. and so two male business uh school professors and a male consultant came up with the ranking and using a methodology of four factors media reputation for innovation okay all those women we named great social connections all those women great track record for value creation and investor expectations for value creation and then they went on to say Forbes editors were apparently not involved in choosing the list, which just sounds not true to me. How could the editors of Forbes not be a part of a list in their magazine when it's something this huge? Right. It's like, what are you editing then? What are you exactly? <laughs> what I would like to be an editor at Forbes if that means not editing anything. That'd yeah, be great. Sounds great. Yeah. Thank you for that non job that I get paid to do. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> they, who knows what will happen with this, but it's just not, it's just no one on their team that saw this as like, ooh, yeah. this is a very... <laughs> well, because their team is probably mostly men. So no one was thinking yeah. about that. There you go. Okay. I feel like this has been our episode. Yeah. So remember, rate, review, subscribe. Um, follow us on Spotify. Get your friends to sign up for our email. Tell them Demi Lovato does it. So they should too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, until the end of democracy. I'm Sammy Fishbine. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this has been the Betcha Sub Podcast. Betches.